What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Wind down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Oh, and Michael Gosson. No, it's still Jana Kramer. <laughs> I, like, I like the guitar. Is that an they got to change that? Is the guitar an iHeart thing? Is it? Do you want to give it a run? No, it's good. I, every time I'm on a podcast, I, I listen to the opening songs. I want to like get notes and um, see if I like it. For those of you that don't know that voice, this is uh, Nick Vial. All right. What's up, Nick? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm really delightful. Thank you for asking. Oh, you are? That's good. Um, so for those of our Wind Down listeners that don't know you, let me just give them a little rundown. Nick wow. was on The Bachelor. Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. You first started an Andy Dorfman season where you received the first impression rose. Five years ago. Five years ago? Wow. So if you're like forever? Kind of. Confessed his love for her as one of the final two bachelors. Mm-hmm. Oh, dun, dun, dun. She chose someone else. 
He did. And then Spoiler alert. he popped on to Caitlin Bristow's season. I was more or less invited. <laughs> <laughs> and dun dun dun. I was paid. Final rose ceremony. No, 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 I was no, 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 no. <laughs> She chose Sean. No, Caitlin DM'd me. She did? Every, everyone knows this. Okay. And then you went on Bachelor in Paradise, but then you had your own season of The Bachelor, which, by the way, when that choice came up, because you were kind of like hated a little bit. Not then. Not what? on Paradise. No. Because well, I was. When you were a Bachelor? No, when I was on Paradise. That's why I was The Bachelor, because of Paradise. Because I was really. Loved? Oh, quite, quite, <laughs> quite, quite much. Yeah. <laughs> um, are I you- mean, according to. We all know Jenna hated me, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just an interesting choice because you had already had two shots, three shots, apparently. Um, he had staying power. I know, but like both three girls, well, you turned down the one girl, but then you, you turn it down because you knew you wanted to be the bachelor? No. No. You just didn't feel the love. I did not. Do people leave paradise actually in relationships? Yeah, Jade and mm, Tanner. Yeah, many. They're oh, married yeah, with two kids now. Arguably has a better track record than... The, yeah. The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, can I just ask you a question? Uh, sure. So I know both. Your... <laughs> what if I said no? Nah. <laughs> no, that's why I'm here. Nope. All right, well, see you later. <laughs> Have a good one. No, because I know I'm friends with Andy. Uh-huh. I was. You know that? What'd you say? I know that I'm friends with Andy. Oh, well, no. I mean, I'm friends with Andy. And how, like how how close? How close? Yeah. Um, why? Does it matter? Just take them down. I mean, we're not like besties, but we chat. Whenever I'm in New York, we'll have a drink. Oh, okay. We'll get a glass of wine. Great. She's a really nice girl. I like her. I was friends with Caitlin. Well, not that I'm you not. were. What well, happened? Oh, whose podcast is this? Sorry. Because I'm Sorry. the one asking the questions, son. Sorry. Um, I mean, we're <laughs> fine now, but we had a little bit of a falling out. I wouldn't say we're, I mean, we're, we're fine now. Mm. But I also know Vanessa because obviously she's on the iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. So all these women have like really strong personalities. They do. Yeah. They <laughs> like very much super, do. super, super strong. It's exhausting. But then why do you continue to pick the same women? It's a great question. That's my question. Excellent question. Thank you. A <laughs> uh, couple things. Okay. Mommy issues? Uh, no, my mom is truly a saint. I know. Mm, uh, uh, interestingly enough, my mom is exactly the opposite of those women. The, those women. Okay. Uh, I have, in fairness to those women, always been attracted to very strong personalities. Uh, and my defense as it relates to those three women, those were obviously, as the show goes, unique circumstances. I didn't select Andy when she was the bachelorette. I showed up, but not new. Caitlin was a unique situation where we didn't know each other, and I actually specifically came for the girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as when I was the bachelor. Do you guys think you would have really made it work, though? Caitlin? Yeah. Really? No. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't see the, that she at made all. The, she made the right choice. Um, yeah. And then, and you know, I also didn't pick the 30 women that came out of limo when I was The Bachelor. You didn't have one say? No. Not, yeah. like, you didn't get to look at any of the girls or I don't think I would have casted Liz, who I had sex with <laughs> at a wedding, and then we didn't talk. And then I was like, hey, come on, let's talk about it. That was weird. It was fine. That was a weird one. Um, <laughs> did you not watch Paradise? No, I don't watch Paradise. I just watched the beginning. Huge miss on your part. <laughs> also, it's like my best work <laughs> in the franchise. So, no, I, I did. I did um, not watch Paradise at all. Anyways, um, but Vanessa was sweet. She was, you know, she helped kids. She and, was, but very strong personality was. again. Yeah. I mean, I think because I mean, we just, just hung from, out with her. Just in from Napa. experience, Do you know her well. We just hung out in Napa, but That's she it? was, that was you. so sweet. Her, 
her first impression. Yeah. Strong. Beautiful. Great first. She is a. She owns the room. She's an absolute pro at the first impression. What's the second impression? Like I'm just saying her first impression is fantastic. (laughs) Right. But we go deep on the show. We go real deep. We talk about, you know, all of it. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, her first impression is great. Okay. What were you going to say? It's really great. What I was going to say, listen? I think strong personalities, strong male personalities tend to get attracted to strong women personalities. Some, but then I think it doesn't work though. Sometimes, sometimes not. I sometimes it, find it is, it will be opposite to track. I think when it does though, it can be great because the same time, if someone who has a strong personality gets someone who's submissive all the time, that's not a challenge. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. You and I, I mean, you and I have to have someone that challenges each other. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, we walk all over them. I, I don't know you yeah. that well, but yeah. I don't know Mike at all. Mm-hmm. But do you guys have strong personalities? Yes. Yeah, very yeah. strong. And go. I mean, there were oh, the sweetest of guys. Like, I mean, I could name them. They're this, they were so sweet. But it's like, I will literally walk like, all. Hey, and I did. I walked Jana, all over right? them. You okay? Shut up. <laughs> Anything I can do for you, sweetheart? Oh, gross. Whatever. Right. Oh, exactly. That's what it was. Whatever you, whatever you want, babe. Hey. Yeah. Great. Um, hey, wait, listen, I, I have found, to, to Mike's point, um, listen, I, I haven't figured it out yet in terms of my, my How old right are you? match. Uh, 35? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm 38. 38? Um, I know my skin. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. But I, I, listen, the, what I've learned in life is that sometimes... Um, someone with a strong personality. I like confidence. I'm attracted to confidence. I think most people are. And I think sometimes it's easy to mistake in, uh, people with strong personalities as confident people. So, so what's your... Sometimes people who, are, who have strong personalities and project what seems to be confidence over time reveals itself to be a lot of insecurities. Oh, yeah. And sometimes that big personality will yeah. project, project their insecurities on another person who is also confident. Mm-hmm. Because if you are... Uh, if you position yourself and present yourself as a confident person and then get yourself in a situation where you feel threatened or feel intimidated and whether it's a friendship or work situation or a relationship, sometimes that can come out. I have found that in relationships with women I have dated that, and again, I'm sure I'm doing things and there's a lot of things I can work on as a, as a partner, but I find that uh, I bring out some of those insecurities because I've always been a confident person and it becomes contentious and it doesn't, it's not a relationship where you're bringing each other up, but rather bringing each other down. Yeah. What is your fault you think in relationships? Like, where do you think that you could, like, what's the one thing that you know that you have to work on Hmm. that you, like for me, like I know I'm super passive in a relationship. I need to learn how to not be as passive. Uh, I'm not, I, I can some, I, I need to, well in life I need to listen better. I also, uh, will play devil's advocate a little too much in a relationship. Um, and I, what I've learned, I mean, all, you know, I've learned this from female friends and all friends that like sometimes, especially maybe it may, let me know Jenna, but if a woman is, uh, expressing her frustration about any situation, sometimes she doesn't want a solution. She just wants you to shut the f- up and let her vent. And I, I can sometimes struggle with that. Because I'm a solution-based guy. It's like, all right, let's break it down. All right, like, <laughs> you know, like this is a math equation and one plus one plus one equals four, four three or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Divide, Terry, carry the two and here's here's how you do it. And she's like, shut the f*** up. I just want to yell. Yeah. And so I can I can be better at that. Interesting. Mm. I think most men probably, I mean, I'm yeah, kind of the same way. I'm not a rare bird in that. But no, I, not I, at all. But I'm I really, can... I, I could really work on it. I'm like, the, yeah. 
Yeah, I could really. I mean, you want to settle hard. down. Very much so. Sometimes my actions don't reflect my desires, but. Do you have any interest, like, in dating anyone that's not of social stature? Like, do you consider anybody and everybody? It all just kind of depends on. <laughs> yeah, really. The it's a. I've really Tanya? opened the floodgates. I'm really open to anything at this point. Tanya. Just, what about Tanya? What about Tanya? She's a sweet girl. I don't why, know if we're why quite, not Tanya? quite quite quite. <laughs> She's always trying to pimp out Tanya. I am. I love her. She's great. I don't know if we would really. I think we're better friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, would you want confident? But then I feel like you also want submissive. It's very confusing. I think you're a very confusing bird. Like, I can't. I, I can't read yeah. you because, and I, I, I think have, that's what the draw is. I think that's why girls like people. Because I, I you're find that interesting because I often am told that, mm-hmm. and yet I often think I'm an open book. I'm a very honest, blunt person. I will tell you how I feel if you ask me a question. And yet, for some reason, people can't figure me out. I think part of it is because I have many different opinions about things. And I do have, you know, sometimes I can be really quiet. Sometimes I can be um, big and, and like loud. Right. Um, what do you think, just on the, the I don't, I didn't watch it as much as Jana, but those first few seasons. You had it, some thoughts. Yeah, but it seemed like. <laughs> Oh, guys weren't warm and fuzzy with you, right? Like it always kind of seemed like they, the way, maybe it's just the way they produced it or edited it that you were kind of on your own and not, you know, buddy, buddy with uh, all the, all the, all the bros. Some truth to that early on and some of it TV show on Andy season. It was a very bro season. It mm-hmm. was like particularly like, like bro. <laughs> It was also... Uh, and the uh, Caitlyn's you and Sean just like fought every that's, episode. That's the thing. The Caitlyn thing is... It was, so on, specifically to the Andy season, it was a bro season. Yeah. And uh, it was a poorly cast. I mean, Andy's season was one of the lowest rated Bachelorettes of mm-hmm. all time. And uh, that was mostly because it was kind of a boring season where they didn't really have a villain. I was made to be the villain and yet yeah. I was the runner up. And when you watch it back, it was like he's not really doing anything. He, gets, he seems relatively normal, but like... Mm-hmm. You know, was, I, I gave Andy, f- I mean, I was a villain because I was strategic. That was my big crime as I gave her flowers. And so I think it, there wasn't. <laughs> You're the worst. You know, you didn't have the Chad or some of this real drama, Chad, all these different oh storylines. It was a bunch of guys who were like, bro. And everyone was like cool with each other. Because, and I was just like, and I really liked Andy and there was a real relationship. And I just was like, I didn't have time for them. Um, as far as Caitlin's season, I showed up. Yeah, Late, you did. Right. Oh, so that right. was all a no no. I showed up with, as the perceived villain. Mm-hmm. Right. So all these guys at the time, the Tanners and the Jareds and the Bens of the world, you know, they're, you know, they, they, I came in, they, I had this tar- literal target on my back. They were all really sweet. And it's funny, I'm, you know, Jer- Jared, Tan- Jared and uh, Tanner are some really good friends of mine, yeah. as well as Ben Higgins. Um, they were all really cool. It was at that point just but Sean. You and Sean and so the story arc anymore. of the entire season was just Nick versus Sean. That's, yeah. That was the literally the whole season. So are you are you Caitlyn versus? If you could pick, is it Caitlyn or Sean? Team who? I have team team I don't, nobody. I don't care. You guys, you have like a total hatred for her. No, and that's not true. Caitlyn called me last week. Oh really? I did. Well, there was a big article in Us about how you guys. So I want to call it big. I mean, it was, it was just another I, article. I saw it. Yeah, thanks for keeping up on me. No, no, I'm not keeping up on you. I was keeping up on us weekly. They're mm. my stories. Uh, um, okay, well, that's it. So you guys are fine now. She called, I mean, I was always fine. I was always annoyed with Caitlin um, because over the past, I mean, in reality, I showed up for a season which she uh, basically asked me to show up. I was, I willingly also wanted to show up. I, right. I very, 
at the time uh, strong feelings for you know the little relationship we had before um and since you know then she picked sean which was ultimately the right choice and then i basically went away you know i didn't talk about her i if anything i when she was getting criticism for uh the whole like sex and whatever mm-hmm. and she was getting heat i was defending her and then other than that i just kind of went away and basically for the past three and a half years when it was ever convenient for her whether it was like a snarky joke around her podcast i was mm-hmm. always being thrown under the bus by her for whatever reason there's right. an implication that like well then the producers maybe bring nick or blah 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 and i'm always like what the fuck? Yeah. None of that is remotely true kind of thing. And so it was just always frustrating. And she made uh, some more comments. And at this point now, you know, they were, the excuse was always Sean. You know, it was like, well, you know, because Sean is insecure or Sean, Sean is this. And um, so I was pretty pissed. And so I made some comment, which I probably shouldn't have done. But I was, when, it came, when it comes to Caitlin, I'm very sensitive about that situation because it was like, dude, like what the f***? Well, you took the high road and she kept throwing jabs well not only talking the high road it was no high road like it was like we broke up like you know like i showed up i'm mm-hmm. sorry your fiance hates me but like what did i do right um and to appease him like i was literally the butt of jokes except when i was the bachelor whenever it was convenient for her she would willingly show up on jimmy like she if it was you know yeah and so that was frustrating to mm. me. so anyways um she called we had a very nice conversation she was very gracious and uh, it was a conversation that uh, she acknowledged should have happened much long ago, and Good. and, and uh, it was a great it was a great conversation, and it was water on, under the bridge, and it was probably some closure. I'd probably didn't even thought I, I I needed at the time, but she certainly validated a lot of things I had always thought, mm-hmm. and and kind of acknowledged and admitted, and it was it was nice to finally hear. So, Good. and her and Sean are done. Yeah, she's dating uh, Jason. The Jason. Yeah. So that's probably why she was able to finally have that conversation with you. you it think? sounds like it, but it it really kind of pissed me off in the sense of, yeah. I, can I told her this? I was like, dude, like I went away, and it's like for some reason you've painted this narrative for three and a half years that I was like some sort of prior to you. When in reality there were stories that she t- like it was like quite the opposite. It was like it just all stems from insecurity, though. Um, and so again, she was. Uh, gracious and, and kind of things that she admitted and acknowledged and, yeah. and I was like oh well I'm not great you know it's like yeah. I know I'm not crazy but thank you for acknowledging I'm not crazy right um I think and, I think people's own insecurities can kind of get in the way of you know you think yeah yeah yeah, yeah just a um bit. that can happen so so what are you doing now you've done all this bachelor stuff you done everything under the sun like what what about nick now and moving forward what about nick now what about oh I like that what about nick now it's nick a good now. show nick now Nick now. But I have named my podcast Nick now. You're welcome. <laughs> you should have, but it's the Vile Files. Nick now. <laughs> I have a podcast. Uh, it's called the Vile Files. It's uh, that's going well. Seem people seem to like it. Yeah. People seem to dig it. Shannon's going to come on. I am. I'm super pumped about really that. About What's that. the topic of conversation usually? It's a lot of dating focus, but it's not. Uh, Perfect. Always? I'm just going to grill you about what is like, you know, because you, you, I don't think you go. You need to go a little deeper. Like there's something deep rooted in you. Yeah. You're gonna get don't out. you sense have it? you listened to my podcast i don't know well are you talking about me <laughs> i don't care <laughs> no but i mean you haven't listened to this probably That's either, true. so exactly um, but no um like i feel like you like there's something that you're trying to find and it's in just, myself yeah you want to put me on your couch yeah so to speak mm-hmm. um, i'll draw it out okay <laughs> um we do a lot of dating stuff it all kind of stemmed from my questions with nick that i do on my instagram and so uh Fans will call in and with a lot of dating questions, sex questions, we'll, we'll dive into it. 
we cover The Bachelor when it's on, or Bachelorette rather, for a little bit. No, we just kind of talk about life and, you know. So our, he's doing oils now. I also have also, an essential oil company essential called Natural Habits. That I, Jana's know. all about essential oils. Well, she now has USD Organic essential oil blends from Natural Habits. Yes. And can you, because Michael doesn't, and I really don't know what they're doing either, but I just know that I've been told they're good for I got to diffuse. I got to diffuse. So I'm constantly uh, diffusing around the house, and then I'm, how would I, what do I do to Jace? I'm, <laughs> but I'm doing it wrong, I wish, people would see, I wish people would see, like, before, it's like she's blessing Jace before he goes to bed with essential oils. It's like on his forehead, yeah, well, on his feet, like, like behind his ears. And Janet, you want to be careful, uh, depending on the essential oil and the quality of the oils. Uh, essential oils have uh, medicinal benefits, and they're very potent in a great way. Uh, but you do want to be careful by putting pure essential oils directly on your skin and, and, and children's so skin because they have sensitive. Um, if you're going to put essential oils on your on your skin, you want to dilute it with a carrier oil. Essential oils does that with their roll-ons already. So we have the pure essential oils that you'd put in a diffuser or you want to put into a couple few drops into a warm bath. And then you can get the aromatherapy that way. Um, and we, special, we blend them already. So they're already blended. So they have specific... Like, can you uh, make me a baby blend? Uh, I want to mean a baby blend. So this smells really good. Another company, which I won't name because we're promoting yours. You but mean they the multi-level have... marketing company called Young Living? <laughs> oh yeah, that. They have a like a not USD organic. But they say this for baby, like gentle baby sniffles for the kids. I mean, that's all marketing in a sense, but uh, we try to focus on the actual like uh, benefits. And, you know, the thing about the essential oil companies, sometimes it gets a bad rap because uh, essential oils can be very beneficial for you, right? They can have a lot of various benefits. But so like what? Sometimes because people, I think my husband's well, like, example, what is this have, doing in our house? We have like the center blend is it's specific. It, it's blends uh, of uh, various oils to help uh, reduce in, um, uh, headaches. Um, so if you're prone to headaches, uh, you would diffuse it in your house or roll it on in the, in the roll-ons and it will, if you have a headache, it will help reduce it. And if you are prone to headaches, it will uh, help you not get them at all. Uh, our release is great for winding down at the end of the day or going to sleep. It helps with anxiety. That's why I started using Mm, essential oils. You have anxiety Uh, too? I'm very bad. Yeah. I have terrible anxiety. So I would use the release a lot. The rise is something you'd use in the morning, kind of gives you a little... Uh, mental clarity, um, focus, you know, kind of gives you some ener- boost of energy. And you use them all through diffusers. Uh, well, I know you have the rollers. The rollers you roll for on. yourself. Which one would I use or for? Or like a warm bath, if you ever bath up. I'm a big you, bath guy. How'd you paint me a bath? Just put a few drops. And our Protect is for immunity boost. With um, So the, the the blends are already in there. And see so if you, if you comment. Which one combine, would I put on Jace? Any of them. I mean, like, I don't think your baby gets headaches, so maybe not that. I think the Protect would probably be something I would put on because it helps boost their immunity. What about uh, for sleep, though? Uh, you can put the um, release on there for sure. Okay. Why do you have anxiety? Why don't I have anxiety? I mean, when uh, did put it, it on start? Your, when you put it on a, a, a baby, put it on the bottom of her feet. Feet. Their, their skin Not the is temple. Tougher. That's one of the many locations. I mean, it's, it. diluted, <laughs> it's diluted, the roll-on. Um, so our, our it's safe, but you know, if you want to be extra cautious, um, and what maybe dif- sample it, and if they don't have a, any type of reaction, but... And what differs you guys from all the other essential oils? Well, the biggest one is we are USD organic certified, which in the essential oil space is unique. We're not the only ones, but we're one of the few. Uh, a lot of companies will call themselves 100% pure. Uh, some companies will call themselves therapeutic grade. That's it. If you Google it, it's a made-up designation that's not right. recognized by any official third party. The USDA um, has qualified our oils as organic because of the farms that we source our oils from, and they have no contamination or runoff or adulterants or fragrances or alcohol that we put in them so and you really um, think it's helped your anxiety yeah 
Absolutely. Do you have? Is it just in your head? No, it's absolutely not in your head. Because I'm just curious. Because I think when it comes to essential oils, it's listen. It's it's something. It's one thing I use to help Mm -hmm. with my overall mental, emotional, and physical well being. Exercising also helps with my anxiety. Eating right also helps with my anxiety. Staying off my phone, it's one thing that helps me. that center blend it helps me with my headaches sometimes have i ever still taken an ibuprofen because my headache is so bad sure right but this has allowed me to take less medication for anxiety or or headaches uh it i don't get sick very often you know in terms of using it to boost my immune system and so um also just keep in mind too forgetting about that when you are talking about essential oils do you use candles jana probably yes we do yeah Yeah. do you want to know what goes in the candle what toxins Lead, paraffin, uh, no. carcinogens like, uh, I can't even pronounce some of them. It's, That's phthalates. <laughs> they're f***ing terrible. Canary in a coal mine. Have you ever heard of that story? An old canary in a coal mine. West uh-uh. Virginia coal miner. Are they candles all bad though? Pretty much. No. Well, I mean, Why listen, can't they have you make like an organic, essential oil candle? You, you're still burning it. I mean, you can, there are really, like, yes, there are some candles I think that looks. are really, or yes, aesthetically they're great. Sure. But and those are like $150 candles, but most candles you're spending 30, 40, 50 bucks on. Uh, have, and they're colored, they have chemicals in it. You're setting it on fire, Jenna, and you're breathing it. What your about skin, the Malone ones? No, not the Malone candles. Oh, how much are those Malone candles? I don't even know how much they cost. <laughs> a lot. Too but much. Are, if, if, they're, if they got bad stuff in them, then I'm going to really do an uproar because those are expensive candles. How much? Like 55 bucks a candle. A candle. And then how long, if you burn it nonstop, how long will it last? A couple days. <laughs> a couple days. Well, an essential oil uh, blend is around 50 bucks. and. So how much is this set? That you the just set, gave us. the bundle, yeah, the bundle, uh, eighty-eight dollars, eighty-eight dollars, and then our, right now our blends are forty dollars. They're usually fifty-six, but they're forty dollars right now. Okay, and then where do the listeners go? NHOils.com. NHOils. Oh, follow oils. us on Instagram at Natural Habits. Oh my god! Um, but yes, canary in a coal mine. Uh, coal miners would carry canaries into a coal mine okay. to make sure that the air was safe because birds in general have sensitive respiratory systems. And if you put a bird, specifically a canary, next to a candle. They'll die. No. Have you tested this? No. <laughs> it's just like a feeder. <laughs> it's just a fact. My point is, is, is for all the people who are so worried about what they're breathing and like your plugins, your Glade air fresheners, those are all chemicals and synthetic adulterants you're putting into your air and your skin and your respiratory system is one of your largest organs and that all goes into your blood. So before you start burning a candle, when you two want to like make some love and have some sex, set the mood, light, light some candles, blow it out, it'll be fine. But don't. <laughs> Fill your indoor air with Cover yourself candles. with oils and then do it. Um, All right. Diffuse them instead. Okay. Do you have a diffuser I'm, in every room? I do, actually. I mean, I own the he company, so I have two black ones and a white one in my house. Can we get some more of these for the house? Like how... <laughs> Like how should we have it in in a house? How many should you have? Should you well, have one per uh, that room, one or will how? Fill up about four to six hundred square feet. So okay. and this would be Jolie's room, Jason Jolie's room. Um, that would be our entire and LA that house. One has two settings where you have a, a set <laughs> setting where constant stream will last about four hours, and you have one where it will look, um, kind of intermittent. That's, that's six cool. to yeah. eight hours. We have one of these that look the exact same one, just doesn't say that on the bottom. What does it say? I, I don't know. I got it from I think a different company. Mm, well, but same that's look. Ceramic and it's. Ceramic stone diffuser. And yeah. it lights up if you want, yeah. All right, so nhoils.com. Nick, you're awesome. Goodbye. Okay, bye.
Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash Jana. ZipRecruiter sends your jobs to over a hundred of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five of their employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Jana. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash J-A-N-A. ZipRecruiter.com slash Jana. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. For proven quality sleep, there's a Sleep Number 360 smart bed because better sleep will change your life and you need to feel the difference. So, so many couples disagree on mattress firmness. Sleep Number 360 smart beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side so it's just right for both of you. The Sleep Number 360 beds are so smart, they sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Sleep Number has been ranked the highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power. For the 2018 award information, visit jdpower.com. We just got back from almost a week of traveling, and Jan and I are so happy to be back in our sleep number. Yeah, because it's so great because Mike likes a little harder, I like it a little softer, (laughs) and it's just so great that we're able to choose truly what we want for our sleep to have quality sleep. So come in during the Memorial Day sale and save 1,000 on a new sleep number 360 special edition smart bed for temperature balancing comfort at an exceptional value. You'll only find sleep number at any of the 575 sleep number stores nationwide. Find the one nearest you at sleepnumber.com slash Jana. Okay, so we have another fun guest on the This show. is going to be interesting just because we've had many discussions and arguments around finances, which I think every couple does. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's one of the major stresses in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even had an argument this morning about, <laughs> about the tension around the money issues. Right. Because <laughs> we were playing Alexa and Jolie wanted to watch... TV, but it was like, you need to subscribe to whatever. And Michael goes, sorry, Jolie, we can't afford that. And then I said, yeah, because daddy spends our money. Like I was saying it in a joking way <laughs> and he got, you got so upset about well, it. Because it's been a sensitive thing recently right. because our whole situation with the, all the iPad game and all that dumb stuff. So <laughs> it was just, it felt like a jab in the moment. I was like, are we over this? Cause I'm not really receiving this as a joke. But Even though that was your intention. Joke. Yeah. Right. But I didn't know. Right. Because we really haven't completely settled it as, all right, this is, we're done with this. It's in the past. There's no animosity. Let's move on. Well, now we get to talk to a financial expert. His name is David Bach. Um, he has nine New York Times bestsellers. That's pretty. Yeah, that's impressive. Oh, this is interesting. So basically the latte factor explains how the money we waste on frivolous things. So the Hulu subscription you never watch. Um, the latte that has become the habit and isn't even enjoyed. So the bottled water and so on that you don't even um, basically all those things that you can save on can make you rich. So, for example, if we don't have certain subscriptions that we don't use, but we I mean, I think we use. Is, and that's, well, I, have, that's I have a great, qu- a I have a great question. Okay, I have a great question around that. But also I have something to say. I was thinking this the other day. What are your thoughts on when we get to the Nashville house? I'd really like to cut out plastic water bottles. So, I 
We you, like I buy a case of water. You go through it in like two days because you drink so much water. I do drink a lot of water. Here's my problem. You can even tell the difference between Arrowhead and Essentia. You can tell that. And people will say, you can't taste the difference. I promise you when you drink a water. We'll get the best filter money can buy. If we can get the filter that goes through the house, then yes. Our refrigerator has a filter. No, but those are not good filters. (laughs) What's a good filter? What is it? What is Essentia's filter? What do they use in their factory? They, they. I saw the thing on YouTube. Let's reach out to Essentia. Let's, let's please. Hey, give us <laughs> reach out to your patent technology. I posted and let them on Instagram it. the other day just to try to get a free bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no luck yet, but I'm working on it. Um, no, but I, I just there's a lot of things like lead in water, right? When you do those tests, people can do those tests of what's in the water, and water can be very bad, and that's right. But that we're in drinking. order for it to be and as much water for as, a county to allow it to be drinking water, it has to pass certain tests and all of that. Okay, Flint. Or is that Lansing? Flint. 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 But I'm with Mike on this one. Tap water is just fine. I will say this. There are parts of the country where it's not so fine. But right. Nashville, I'm sure, has fantastic tap water. Yes. Okay, so up north Michigan, we have the best freaking water ever. I mean, to the point where my mom used to bring home jugs, like milk carton jugs of water. But you can taste the difference between a Brita and a Centria water. I promise you, you just gotta shake cha- your head you if you drink the same amount Michael, you even sat there and you go, this tastes like lake water when you were drinking. Well, lake it tasted so yeah, bad. Yeah, because I had just taken a sip of Ascension and then just taken a sip of Lake Arrowhead local water. Yeah. And what is the reasoning that you want to get rid of the, the bottles? Because... Is it because of the waste or because... Because we're, we're we recycling. Go, right. But we do go through a lot. And I f- just from a cost standpoint, <laughs> like, we're t- like okay, what, okay, we're about to, what we're about to talk about with David Bach is... I feel like maybe that's something where we could cut costs because we buy so much because we drink so much water. All right. That's so just an idea. Okay, fine. I can cut that. That's huge for me though. You know, that's like a real, I'm not saying we thing. have to, I'm just saying it just, it's a thought. But well, she's setting you up now. She's saying that's huge. Now she's going to go back yeah, for you to give something. No, it has to. I think I can't you should not golf something. ever again. <laughs> um, excuse me. Can we just give me wife points? Because I was, going through the checklist with you last night yeah about all the places that i have the best wife ever because i ripped out this page in like the recent golf digest it's top 100 public courses in the country for 2019 2020 and i told her i was like you know this is kind of like my new bucket list i want to be able to cross off every one of these courses and she's like the only wife i would know that like last night yesterday we were in vegas and i went and played shadow creek which is probably the most beautiful course i've played to date more than Pebble, even though Pebble's number one on the list. And she was sitting there like next to me, crossing off. She, and she was like, you know, later, you know, next month I have to go to Oregon. Maybe you can come to Oregon. Here's something in Oregon. And like trying to logistically plan it out with me. And I looked at her, I was like, you're like the coolest wife ever. <laughs> because no other wife would do this. Every other wife would be like, why are you going to do that? You're going to spend money, this and that. So If it's something that you enjoy and it's an outer circle, you know, behavior. Yeah, it I is my number to, one it's your thing, you know, thing I for me. To- so I appreciate that. Right. And so don't take away my water. Just give me my water. <laughs> give me my water bottles. I mean, if you can get the Essentia filter, Mark, what do you do? Can you like Google like how to get the best filter? Because I, I just, guess, I'm, I'm a I water. Like if you drink Evian, 
No, it's not. If you drink Evian water, it tastes like lotion. And I promise you, if we get an Evian bottle right now and you drink Evian versus an Essentia, you can taste the I would difference. like to do a taste test with you guys. Done. On water, different bottled water Done. next week. Evian we'll do that. Evian tastes Done. like lotion. We'll do a segment on that. We'll a, get... A million percent. Because Evian's you know, bad. Evian literally tastes like lotion. It does. It is I'd be like, very curious if, you, if your palate is that sensitive that you could tell the difference. Yes, you can. I 100% think you can. So you're... Could you do a hydro flask out of your refrigerator and live on that? What does that mean? You know, the big hydro flasks, the big heavy things that everybody's carrying around right now. Tanya's got a hot pink one. Well, I have a new line coming out and I'm creating my own. So technically. There you go. So that. So yes. only drink the water out of the refrigerator, which is filtered. It don't want to be refrigerated water. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be room temperature. I, I will say. I don't, I, I, don't like, I don't like refrigerated water. I do drink only room temp because <laughs> cold water is not good for your system. It's not. She's it's been not. okay. She's been trying to convince me of that since we started dating. No, I still um, don't believe that. That's, Let me just Google it right now. But Google, there's a different cold, I will tell you that it jumpstarts your system in the morning. Right. Like there's no, all kinds of different cold water opinions is on not this. good for you. But it's not as cut and dried as that. Cold water is bad for you. It's not bad for you. Oh wait, it just says there's no evidence that drinking cold water. Is bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> According to the Indian trend. Uh, well, what I've been told. Okay. Time out. Oh, she's, she, no, 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 now no. she's going down the rabbit hole where she's going to search and search and search until she finds what she wants to see. Drinking cold water does have its benefits. Okay. Oh, wait. I don't want to read that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just not as simple as it's bad for you. No. Drinking. I will water. say to defend Gianna with the whole water thing is there's two things that Gianna splurges on. That's wine and water. So <laughs> if she really puts up a fight, I can, I'll just do my part. And me and the kids won't have, you know, water bottles. Look, That's very and nice. if the if the if you know, thank you, Mark. It's That's very, the kind yeah. of guy That's I am. Him. No, I will say I I agree with you. We have a ton of water bottles, and I need to stop with the Essentia. If we can find a filter. That is good, and I know that's good for me because sometimes we forget to change the Brita filter. It's been it was like seven months, and we just changed the Brita filter. That's an over exaggeration, but anyways. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if we can just make sure, because I mean, even our refrigerator filter. I know we should stop talking about this because who cares? <laughs> but like, we don't change the filter, and then I'm like, I get, I don't even like people drinking my water because I want it to be clean, because it grosses me out. She won't let me take a sip of her water bottle. No, like, honey, can I just have a sip? No. But I need, I'm like dying. I could be dying in the desert. No, I'm doing Damn, better now. Give me a sip. Nope. I'm doing better now. I let you know. A little bit. Because now that Jolie does. So, anyways. So okay. Water. What else could we cut out on? For you. <laughs> Bread. <laughs> Tell our daughter that. No. I mean, what's what's what spends money? We don't really do Starbucks. We don't really. I mean, what else, Mark? What, what, what is your TV situation? What subscriptions do you have? All the subscriptions. <laughs> no, we don't. We just have Netflix. Uh, we you have, have Hulu? All the movie. No, no, we don't. But we have all the movie channels. Oh, yeah. Oh, so your cable bill is pretty astronomical. Cable, cable bills. Because yeah. we canceled cable, and that saved us a good hundred bucks a month. Oh, really? Should we cancel cable? What do you do for sporting events? Hulu Live. Okay, I'm going to write this down. Hulu. Hulu Live gives you your local channels. Sounds like we've just transitioned into a commercial, but we haven't. <laughs> your local channels and live, a whole bunch of cable channels. Live. YouTube TV does the same thing. It's personal preference. I prefer Hulu Live because it's fewer commercials. I Here's have Direct TV now, uh-huh. and I'm very happy with it. I hate and if you use code Easton at directtvnow.com, <laughs> you get nothing. You get nothing. <laughs> It'll say invalid. It won't go through. <laughs> Michael hates Direct TV. I think we're getting what in Nashville? Comcast? Cable. We cable. can't have. 
<laughs> we can't have satellite dishes hanging on our house in the new neighborhood. Oh. Are you getting, you're getting Comcast? I'm not sure what they do, but Spectrum has it now where you can just stream your cable through them and it's tons cheaper. Okay. And you can Let's pick your cable that. channels. You can do it a la carte. That's pretty cool. Oh, I like that. Because uh-huh. it's either with direct, like you have to buy all these movie channels. Okay, so there's that. So we don't spend much in that. Well, um, we have all the channels from, she watches like the local channels, mm-hmm. like 7, ABC and all that ABC stuff. Girl, yeah. And then I'll watch the ESPNs. Hulu. And Golf Channel. And then nothing in between like 200 to until like 500 exactly. until I get to the movies. You're not paying watching for all the channels. network or anything like that? No, what? <laughs> You're not watching the El Rey network or no. things like that? No, Okay, so that. Hulu Live. There you go. It's got your networks. All your shows are on demand without commercials if you pay the extra five bucks a month for the no we commercial We need a code package. for this. <laughs> ESPN and the Golf Channel are on there because that's what my dad watches when he comes to visit. Sunday ticket. And it's streaming and it's $35 a month, maybe 40 with the ads. 15 bucks extra, you got HBO. What about thunderstorms? <laughs> it's streaming. Oh, duh. That's only satellites. Like direct TV. Okay. The worst. <laughs> But is NFL Sunday Ticket still oh exclusive to <laughs> DirecTV? You can pay, uh, <laughs> mm, I'm not show. sure. Yeah, I think it is exclusive to DirecTV. Yeah, I yeah. think it is. I just love how we go real deep. Like last episode was like super deep. We're talking about like sex addiction. Now we're talking about Hulu Live subscription. Hey, this is going to touch more people than that probably. <laughs> <laughs> more people are going to be like shaking their heads. See, honey? Yeah. <gasps> well, it is a dilemma everybody's dealing with right now. There's so many services yeah. and subscriptions. I just want to know the best one to save us money for what we watch. Because we really don't watch that much TV. That's a good thing to sit down and figure out what you can okay. live without. So TV, that's good. That's I think that in the middle one. We're on demand. We're really bad at. Oh, we're terrible on demand. Yeah, that's bad. But at the same time, though, I mean, we don't. Not anymore. Nah, not anymore because the kids. Does that mean watching movies and, and yeah. just paying for movies like all the time? Like yeah, like ordering oh. on top of everything else, you're paying a month yeah. for TV. Yeah, yeah, that's a good spot. I mean, we we the iPad games are no more because we basically <laughs> they're non-existent. They're not existent because I, I blocked the in-app purchasing on Michael's iPad, <laughs> so he now does not have. <laughs> he doesn't have your parenting code. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal: I gave him three. Don't worry, it doesn't make me feel like I'm a child. <laughs> but could you do it without it? No. Uh, the thing. Here's the I gave thing. you three choices, three chances. Here's the you thing. still couldn't. You still right? spent thousands She didn't tell me that it happened. You told me to. And then you said, I shouldn't have to. I said, you're right. Mm-hmm. So I was going along, not buying anything, and then... And then he went to go buy something. No, it accidentally... <laughs> like, I was trying to click out or whatever and accidentally try to run... You know, because like, thumbprint... Mm. Press, like if you, even if you try to click out of it, it'll read your thumbprint and be like, try to purchase. And then it comes up and he tries to purchase, says, in that purchases have been turned off. <laughs> so this mother. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. And for all the people that are just catching up and they're like, oh, you're so mean to your husband. If your husband spent over $10,000 on iPad $10,000? Michael. The you- number increases every time. Well, it's it's around six thousand. That's only for the few months that I've checked. So, what game costs six thousand dollars? Let's not let's not Mike, get into it. Yeah, you don't want to get into it now, oh sure. Because exactly. Thank you very much. You'd be <laughs> your wife would be blocking that <laughs> too. <laughs> and then I and then I I brought the uh, you know the yeah. whole situation. That was again. just said, that was just one month. I said, oh, you know, if I was if I had if I had was playing video games again, like regular console video games, this isn't part of that you don't have to have in-app purchases you buy the game once and then that's it and she was like oh really i was like yeah she's like mm, maybe we can talk about that i think that's a bad road to go down in-app games i mean games. i think video games are an addictive thing because i'm a victim of that 
There are no video games in our house because I cannot stop once I start. Yeah, I definitely used to be that way. I think now it's like even Jana, like you know, she she would if we had a serious conversation. I was like, honey, I really enjoy this. I you know I know in the past it, it was triggering because of our own issues, and just so people know, so this isn't just Jana coming from a place of just authority or whatever. It's thanks, babe. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I don't want people just to think you're coming down on me for no reason. In the past, I would always express to Jana like my only vice is video games. Like I just want to play video games. When really I was doing other things behind her back, which were, you know, the affairs and, and stuff like that. So that felt like the curtain for my behavior. So Gianna kind of correlates the two. And so I, I empathize with that. So I understand why. Which is why I took a hammer to his vices. To my Xbox. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, that. I, so I understand. So just so people know, I don't want people to, to Thanks, babe. get on you for that. no reason. So there is something behind that. That being said, if we wanted to have a real conversation, Jana would be willing probably to be like, okay, we'll talk about it, mm-hmm. but we just don't have time. I don't have time. Yeah. I have no time. No. Well, I mean, maybe if we get on a better schedule with the baby, maybe. Maybe when the kids get older, but at that, yeah. I just want to golf. So anyway, let's take a break <laughs> and we'll talk to David Bach when we come back. So you spend a third of your life in sheets. So it's about time for a bedding upgrade. So this is a true story I want to tell you guys about. So we changed our sheets in our bedroom and Michael gets into bed and he says, uh, honey, these are the most amazing sheets ever. What are these and where'd you get them? I was like, um, these are brick linen. And it's funny because their tagline is these really are the best sheets ever. And that's exactly what Michael said. They're always sleeping now because they're amazing. So Brooklyn and Sheets are named the winner of the best of online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. They were founded um, in early 2014 by husband and wife, which is super sweet. And we just picked out um, a pair for each of the bedrooms in Nashville because we feel spoiled when we sleep in bed and we want our guests to feel just as comfortable and of course our kids too. So like we said, they're the most comfortable we've ever slept in. So now it's time for you to upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code Jana at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. So the only way to get 10% off your first order and free shipping is to use promo code Jana at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code Jana. Brooklinen, these really are the best sheets ever. So whatever scent you may be wearing, you have good taste and you know what you like, but your great taste is also expensive and you end up with a shelf full of half-used bottles. I know for me, whenever I went um, perfume shopping, I'd end up buying a big bottle, but then I ended up really not liking it. I'm like, man, I just spent so much money on this and I don't really even like it, but with Scentbird, it's amazing. So Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. So a way for you to discover new perfumes and colognes without buying an entire bottle. So there's more than 450 designer brands for you to choose, a perfume or a cologne each month. So my favorite is the Gucci Guilty. It has a combination of fruits and florals. Choose the perfume you want to try. They'll send you a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays, so enough for basically an entire month. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. So go to scentbird.com slash Jana and use our code Jana for 50% off your first month. That's scentbird, S-E-N-T-B-I-R-D, dot com slash Jana for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Sign on and smell amazing. All right, so let's uh, let's figure out where we can cut some stuff. Uh, David, are you on the line? I am. Hi there. Sorry about that. Oh, don't be sorry at all. Um, it's uh, Jana and Mike. Hi, David. How you doing? 
Hi, guys. I'm doing great. We're really excited to talk to you because, like, I think probably every married couple, we've definitely had our um, financial arguments. Oh, yeah. Um, which I'm sure, I, I, obviously, you are an expert, too. And so that's why we're super pumped to talk to you because you are, I feel like you're kind of like the guru for all things financial. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Um, so the latte factor that's out now, right? Yeah. This book just came out last week. Congratulations. Um, thank you so much. We're so excited. It's really just like taken off. Um, this is my 13th book. So it's been really fun because this is the first book I've done. That's a story. It's not a classic nonfiction self-help financial book. And, um, people are really reading the book like from, you know, in one sitting and, it's having such a profound impact on them that they're already going out and buying four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten copies and giving them out as gifts to friends and kids for graduation. So um, it's been an amazing week. <laughs> That's awesome. You. Congratulations. That's so cool. And Thank you. what would what would you say is like the log line for the latte factor? The, the log line. I don't, I've never heard that phrase before. Um, the, if I were to give you the the three minute story of the latte factor, it's. It's a story about a young woman named Zoe Daniels, who's, who's a millennial. She's 27 years old. She works in Brooklyn, and she's been living in this, she's been working in the city, New York City now, for six years, and has her dream job, and is actually making more money every year. But at the end of six years, she sort of looks up and realizes that she's still living paycheck to paycheck, that she still has student loans, and that she's not getting ahead. She's renting, and she's starting to question if all of the hard work that she's doing is ever going to lead to anything even remotely related to financial freedom because she doesn't feel like she's living her dream life at all. Mm -hmm. And so she goes on a journey where she starts to think about where is her life going, and she meets mentors, starting with a woman named Barbara in her office, that began to teach her how she can basically be financially free and go for her dreams and ultimately be rich and how it can be as simple as starting by saving 5 to $10 a day. And so she's taught this metaphor uh, called the latte factor, which is a way to look at where are you spending money and then learn how to redirect that money to putting herself first. She learns how in this little short book, this little short little short story, she learns how to do what's called pay yourself first. And she's really taught that it's critical at a young age to become financially selfish, to put herself first, and learns how to do that, you know, not through budgeting, because she learns, you know, budgeting doesn't work, and how to do it through automation, so the money that she's saving is, is saved automatically. And finally, like, she learns, you know, the two critical lessons of wealth, which is that she needs to also own real estate. <laughs> you have to own real estate and you have to own stocks because those are the two primary escalators to wealth. And finally, by the end of the book, she really learns how to go for her dreams and learns that, you know, money is a tool to free her to live her best life. And at any age, you can start to go for your dreams. So Sounds awesome. I want to read it. I can't wait. Yeah. what David, what inspired you to do it in this format of more of a storytelling than, uh, you know, educational life, you know, kind of help you know, I, the honest answer is that with I've got seven million books out. I've had nine consecutive New York Times bestsellers on oh money, gosh. and 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 that's incredible. And I'm so grateful for that. But I'm but I've been frustrated. I've been frustrated realizing most people will never read a financial book. 
They may even buy them, but they won't always read them. Mm-hmm. And so I just started really over, you know, over 10 years ago asking myself a question, which was how could I package what people need to know into a really short story that anybody could read, you know, even start like starting as a teenager. And so I, my personally, my personal life, I've been very impacted by storybooks like Who Moved My Cheese, one of the most all-time classic business books by Spencer Johnson. Um, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho is another book that really had an impact on me. And so I started, you know, asking myself the question, like, how could I take, how could I create a story that would especially inspire young people to learn the lessons about money they should have been taught in school and they never were, Mm -hmm. and then anybody could get through in an hour to 90 minutes. And that's what's happening with this book. This book, you know, the thing that was probably the most exciting for me, I have a 15-year-old who's never read any of my other business books, but he read this book cover to cover, and he read it on a plane flight, and he turned to me at the end of two hours and said, well, Dad, this book shows how you can become a millionaire starting at 19, and I'm only 15, so if I do this, I could become a multi-multi-millionaire. And I was like, you're right, you could. He's like, well, then let's do this. Let's set up a retirement account for me. And so now at 15, he wants to have a Roth IRA. Well, I couldn't get him to read any of the other books. I couldn't get him to like... So I think stories have a, a profound ability to change people's lives, and it took me 10 years to to go from an idea to fruition. That has to be extremely rewarding for your son to for it to hit him like that and, and be that into it. You know, it's, i got to tell you something. It's like the most rewarding thing I think that's ever happened to me in my career. And, and I have two sons. I have a 15-year-old and I have a, I have a 9-year-old. And the 9-year-old, when he started, when he heard his older brother all excited about this book mm-hmm. and all motivated, he turned around and said, well, I want to read it. So he's nine. He's halfway through the book. It happens to be I'm actually, I'm actually doing this with you. In my, I'm in my son's room right now. <laughs> the book is by his bed. He's nine. He's read half of the book. He's told his teachers about it. And, and he already gets the fact at nine years old, that the latte factor is a metaphor that's not about giving up your coffees. Because he said to me the other day in the kitchen, you know, Dad, I don't have a latte factor. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> he says, but I have a V-Buck factor. Now, for those who are listening who have no idea what a V-Buck factor is, that those are the digital coins you need to use in order to buy things inside video games, uh, like okay. Minecraft. And so... He says to me, I have a V-Buck factor. And then he goes, wow, Dad, I wish I had all that money back that I wasted last year on V-Bucks because if I could put it into these investments, I could have a whole lot more money later. I hear you on that because my husband spent so much money on those iPad games. And boy, I'm like, <laughs> you just, you literally just peepeed all that money away <laughs> into the universe. And I'm like, you honestly, when we talked about it, I was like, you could have bought your motorcycle with all that money that you spend on your in, 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 in-app purchases. And it's just, it, it makes, it makes me sick. Cause we have, I think this is, it, we have a very different, um, uh, habit with, I guess, spending. And so it's hard at times. Cause I'm like, that money could have gone to your motorcycle or it could have gone to this, or it could have been to our house or it could have gone to Jolie's, you know, something. And, and, and I don't know. It's just, it's very, it's well, like, what do you do exactly, with that? How do you? Exactly, you're exactly right. Like, and, and going, you know, in the in the latte factor, what's happening? Like Zoe Daniel, her her dream is she wants to she wants to travel. She's ironically, she's a travel writer. She works for Travel Magazine in the book, and she's never traveled. She doesn't even have a passport. And and as she's meeting these mentors, they start to point out to her like 
the amount of money that you've been spending, you, you know, if you just saved it for two or three or four months, you could go on your first trip. And she also wants to be a photographer, but she's not taking pictures. And they, and they start to say to her, like, with this amount of money that you're spending, you could start taking pictures. You could, take a, you could go take a class on how to be a photographer. Right. So a big part of the lessons, like, when you're talking about is most of us are not consciously thinking about how we spend our money. But the, the problem with that is everybody's consciously thinking about how to take our money. So, like, those video games that you play, they're designed to suck money out of your pocket, right? That, that, that's what they're intended to do. Everything that we do on social media in between seeing our friends is an ad designed to separate us from our hard-earned dollars. And we live in a world today where we can just be on our phone and then five seconds later click on something and spend money. It's never been easier to spend money unconsciously. And so the core message of the latte factor is actually – Looking at what's most important to you, your values, <laughs> your dreams, and then consciously spending money to get you closer to those things. So what do you do when like there is there is that difference in spending in a relationship? So like wh- how do you, is it just, you know, does someone have to bend obviously? Like what do you, to, to keep that money? Is it just, I mean, what like, do you Where's the middle ground? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, by the way, I've been where you are. I've been in a position where I've fought about money with my wife. And years and years ago, I wrote a book called Smart Couples Finish Rich, where I interviewed couples that didn't fight about money and became financially well off and were still married and still happy and still in love. And so here's what couples who are successful at, at dealing with what I would call the money compromise do. The first thing is you need to agree on a pay yourself first goal, a number. You start with, you, you know someday you're going to want to have money for the future, and you need to agree that in order to do that, you have to pay yourself first. So what percentage of your income could the two of you agree to take off the top and pay yourself first? Now, I would tell you it should be at least 10% of your gross income, but the two of you should talk about that. Like, let's agree on that so that that money's taken right off the top and put away into a retirement account. That's number one. Number two, let's agree that, well, let me ask you a specific question. Do you guys have children? Yes. Yeah, we have two kids. We have a five-month-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. Okay. So do, I don't know, do you have an insurance policy to protect you in case one or both of you die right now? Yes. yes. We have all that okay. in place. We've so, got so, college So that's funds. done. So you've taken care, like, because there's all these questions that, like, couples need to think about, like, is your family protected? Great. You've got the will. You've got the insurance. So that's good. So then it's like... What else besides retirement could the two of you agree on that you want to save money for that you could both be excited about? Like, well, Mike wants his motorcycle. No, I'm, no, college for our kids. Well, no, but he's saying, like, that's already set up, you know? Like, our retirement is. And right, and insurance. Too, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Is college set up? Yes. Yes, we do have that set up. See, look at you guys. You're doing so much right. So. <laughs> So, so we're good, honey. Let's spend, spend, spend. No, but we did. I will say this, though. I did send a, an email to our business manager, which is very huge to me because I have a very hard time talking about money. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, but I, I I said I set a meeting for when we're back in Nashville because we're moving to Nashville, you know, in hopes to save money and, you know, from not in L.A. And basically where it's like, OK, how much are we spending a month and where can we not overspend in the month. So it's like, so we, we're not spending crazy amounts of money and we're able to try to save and then put into those investment, you know, portfolios that we have. 
um, I think that's like kind of what you're saying about figuring out like what's kind of left and how to like pay each other out. Yeah, and I mean, you say you have a business manager, so they should be tracking where your money goes. But another thing the two of you can do is you can also like put an app on your phone that will track where the money is going. So like Mint.com or ClarityMoney.com. Tracking where the money goes is a really useful thing to do, especially when you're a couple. So you can kind of get to the end of the week and go, you know, where did the money really go? Once you see where the money is going, you can start to really think through, like, do we need all these things? Uh, what, are there some things that we could change that we're doing? Um, because I think the most important thing as a couple is to work as a team. Right. And, and don't let the money fight fester. Like, the money fights usually are over stuff. And I always try to get couples to focus on the bigger picture, which are your values and your dreams and your goals. Like, a smart couple's finished, which is it basically, you, you can read, honestly, you can just take that book and read it. And you can sit down with a financial planner or, or do it yourself. Write down all your goals, write down all your values, and work on it as a team. But the key is that you want to work at it as a team. Right. Because if you don't, the fights will continue. How do you determine, David, whether it's whether you're a married couple or an individual? You know, you talk about um, focusing and prioritizing in things that are important for you and your life and your well-being. But how do you, you know, I feel like people, I know myself, just from my personal experience, you people can find a way to rationalize or justify something to themselves when it comes to purchase. Okay, yeah, I should give up my coffee, but I really need my coffee or I really like my coffee. Like, how do you determine really the hierarchy of, of what's important and what you can cut on? It's such a good question. Um, here's the thing that's so hard for, for some people, not everybody, but for some people. It's to imagine your life 20 and 30 years from now. And the amazing thing about money is that, well, that, not even money, time. You blink your eyes and you're 20 years older, right? Like, I remember being in my 20s and we had, uh, you know, I was, I was a brand new financial advisor and I was in training and we had a 61-year-old financial advisor who was getting ready to retire come and speak to my training class. And he showed us this chart. It's actually in the back of the book. It's the first chart in the back of the book, which is about the com- miracle compound interest and starting early. And he said, you know, who in this room is 26? And a bunch of us raised our hand. He said, you know, if you just save $5.41 a day, you can have nearly a million dollars by the time you reach 65. Just $2,000 a year in an IRA account at the age of 26. And he said, so you guys are all, how many of you are going out for a drink after work tonight? And, you know, we all laughed and we all raised our hand because that's the first thing you do after a training class. Right. And he goes, so just have one less drink tonight. Because it costs more than five dollars to have a drink in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. But he's like, just have one less drink, and then go back to the office and fund your retirement account. He goes, because I'm 61 and I'm retiring a multimillionaire. I'm out of here. I'm done. But I can tell you this: most of the guys in your office right now, when you go back to your office in their 50s, they're still broke, and they're financial advisors. Which he goes is pathetic. But he goes because most financial advisors don't do for themselves what they do what they do for their clients. Mm-hmm. And he said, so all I can tell you is that whatever age you are in this room right now, your, yourself 10 years from now is going to thank you for having made a few changes to save more money. And they said, and yourself in 20 years and 30 years is really going to thank you. Because he says, you don't know it right now, but you're going to get tired as you get older. <laughs> you're not going to have the same energy and the same hunger and the same desire typically. 
and you're going to be really happy to turn around in your 50s and your 60s and have a bunch of money. And some of the stuff that you're going to need to give up to get there, it's just not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that got me. Yeah. That got me at 26 to start investing. I, I just did an interview right before you with People Magazine, and the, the one, woman who interviewed me is 59, and she was reading this book, and she said, you know, I love the book. I'm, I'm super emotional right now. She's like, I just wish I had seen what was in the latte factor when I was younger because it seems like it's too late for me now. And I go, but it's not too late for you. 59 is not too late, but you have to get started today. Like, you can't spend time worrying about money. You have to go to work on your money. And then you have to get your money to work for you. And what do you mean when you say that? Well, so most people have a whole lot of money. If they have money, they have it in a bank account, right? And a bank account earns nothing. Maybe it earns 1%. So money doesn't grow at 1%. It takes 72 years for your money to double at 1%. You'll be dead by then. So... Money has to grow at a rate that's 5% or higher. And in the Latin Factor book, you know, the mentors go through the different ways to make a higher rate of return, talking about from bonds to stocks and diversified portfolios. And, like, I was just talking to somebody else who was on the phone with me, and they were like, how can you make 10% rate of return? I'm like, well, that's what the S&P 500, the stock market, has done for the last 25 years. if If you just went to Vanguard and looked up the S&P 500 fund, that's an index fund. You'd see that since inception, the fund has earned 10% annually. Now, there have been years it's done better, and there's years it's done worse, but 10% rate of return, your money doubles every seven years. And if you don't want to take the risk of being all in the stock market, you can have a boring, diversified portfolio. And those have averaged 8%. So... You've got to get your money to earn money. And, and when, when people go, I don't, how, does, how does compound interest really work? What happens over time, like in a couple decades, is that your money just starts making you a whole lot of money. Right. It makes it while you sleep. This is why when people go, you know, the rich get richer. The rich get richer because their money's making them money. The poor stay poor because what money they have is not doing anything at all. It's making somebody else rich, right? Like if you have a money in a bank account and it's 0%, it's making the people who own the bank rich. So you just have to get on the, you have to get in the game of building wealth with your money versus just having your money sit there. Absolutely. And if there before we wrap up with you David, that's s- such amazing stuff and I hope the listeners take all that to to heart. What are three areas just off the top that just real quick that you know that you could cut our listeners like where they should cut, you know, whether it gym, coffee, uh cable subscription, whatever it is. Like what's the top 3 that you've seen people be able to cut? your overhead is I would download an app like Clarity Money and and take a look at what have you signed up for because what Clarity Money will do, this is a financial app, is it will show you what you signed up for that are subscription fees. Anybody that you're paying monthly will summarize it. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to download a new app, go through all your credit card bills, go through your checking account and look at what have you signed up to pay for monthly because today we're we're paying everybody else besides ourselves automatically. So, like, it could be gym membership, it could be Apple storage, it could be Netflix, it could be you're having a box of goodies sent to you. I don't know what it is, but going through those fixed expenses and going, what could I change? Because when you change a fixed expense, that's $50 a month, that's $600 a year, and that's $6,000 over a decade. You do two or three of those, 
and you've just found enough money to start seriously saving and investing. So I'd look at the fixed expenses, number one. Number two, I'd look at what is your latte factor. I would go and track where your money goes for, for just two days. Two days, carry a pad of paper, spend money like you always do, mm-hmm. write it down, and then, ask, and then add it up. Like, people have done this, and they're like, you know, I really do spend $15 a day at Starbucks. And then the question I go, well, well, great. So there's two choices. You could make the coffee. You can still buy Starbucks coffee, right? Like, you could make it at home for 20 cents. Right. Or if you're not going to give it up, then you should start to look seriously at investing in the companies where, you're, where you refuse to stop spending money. <laughs> right? Like, if you have an issue where you use Uber a lot, Uber just went public. You could, own the, you could own Uber, right? Like, invest in what you won't give up. And the third thing I would say is look at a big – find a big expense that you could change. So the biggest expense that people can change, and, and we're, most people are not conscious of this, but it's car expenses. So the average American's car expense for a new car right now is $533 a month. And that doesn't include insurance, doesn't include gas. If you've got storage, it doesn't include storage. So what I've seen is that many people are spending two to three months a year paying for their car. And one of the fastest things you can do to cut your overhead, if you're a two-car family, is go down to one car. If you're a three-car family, for sure, get down to two cars. And figure out if you can get your car overhead down. Because a car overhead is almost like an expense that we take for granted. We just assume we have to have a car and we have to have a certain... We sort of have a certain amount of money that always goes towards a car, and we don't really think about the overall financial ramifications. And today, there are a lot of ways to get around without owning a car. And if you can cut out one car expense, that can be the extra. It's a lot of money. It can be enough money to help you retire 10 years sooner if you gave up one car in a family, or you went from an expensive car to a cheaper car. I love that. Um, that's some really good advice. So I'm super pumped about that. And we're going to, I'm going to go home right now. I'm like making my list. I'm like being quiet over here, making my list of what to cut. <laughs> of so, what to cut yeah. Um, but seriously, thank you so much, David. And we're, um, we would, uh, I'm, I'm going to read all your books now. So, cause you've got, would you say 13? Yeah. But, and start, just, you know, start with the latte factor and you know, your, for your listeners, come check out the website at the latte com. Perfect. Um, we got special, big bonus gift thing going on there with like over $500 of the special downloadable bonuses and things. If they join us, we've got a special insider team. Um, and that's going to go for about another two weeks. And then, uh, davidbach.com is the primary website where all the books are listed and you can get our free newsletter there at davidbach.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. David, Thank you so much. You guys are so welcome. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Thanks David. Bye-bye. Um, that's really good advice. Money, just money. Talking about money literally just irks me. I know it does. I super get just because I I don't I wouldn't want to spend a penny if I if I didn't have to. I just want to save it all. <laughs> I think we balance each other out though. How? <laughs> because you have, like you get so much anxiety out, around it uh-huh. where you would never do anything for yourself. No. And so you have someone who's a little bit more laissez-faire, which to a fault of mine i am mm-hmm. I, I tend to be that way um you know I, i'm i i think i offer you opportunities to to take care of yourself or to do something for yourself that you deserve i try to at i least. mean you force me like you just force me to buy because otherwise because yeah. otherwise you know i won't you won't all right let's take an email 
Mark, what you got for me, buddy? Thank you very much. Jess says, due to blood pressure issues and being high risk, I'm having a C-section next week at 39 weeks, and it was not in my plan. I desperately wanted a V-back, which I learned is a vaginal birth after C-section. You didn't know that, Mark? Not until I Got the became a father. <laughs> I had an emergency C-section eight years ago and it was very traumatic. I had a panic attack while I was on the operating table and was screaming and asking if he, my baby, was going to die. I was restrained, had a spinal tap, couldn't feel my legs. I'm a sexual abuse survivor and I'm so anxious and so scared. I don't want to feel that way ever again, especially when I'm bringing my baby into the world. By the way, my son was able to heal and is a healthy, growing little man. I'm an avid podcast listener, and I know that you opted to have your C-section, and I admire your bravery so much. I'm just hoping you could share anything with me that will help me feel better. Oh, geez. I mean, first of all, I'm sorry that you have all those triggers. I, look, I, if you listen to the episode where I had Jace, I freaked out. I had a panic attack. I passed out. They gave me stuff to, like, to chill. Um, I was terrified. I think it's normal. It's okay. The amount of women, I felt so stupid after that episode aired because I was embarrassed, but so many women have a hard C-section and they freak out. But at the end of the day, like it's traumatic, but just try to relax. I know that's hard to say when you can't feel your legs because I was freaking out and I probably couldn't relax if we had a third baby. So I, I, just know that you're going to be okay. It's such a routine surgery and you will be okay. And put some good music on. That's my advice. I mean, there's nothing more I could say other than that. I, mean, I hope she, that helps. I mean, yeah, she's not alone. Jess, you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. That's you're going to be okay and the baby is going to be, you guys will be okay. I promise. And doctors have done this. Oh my gosh, a thousand so times routine. Each. Yeah. 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 A thousand times over. So you will be okay and we'll be praying for you. And A says, I'm 25 and I've never kissed someone. I'm totally disinterested in online dating. And every time I meet a new boy, my brain screams, run. However, I do have a crush on a friend and I'd like to see if we could be something. He knows me extremely well, but I can't bring myself to even talk to him about anything of substance. It's all small talk and laughing. He's just as shy as me. It's like we're in a shy standoff. I can feel a connection, but neither of us are willing to do anything about it. So guys, what the heck do I do? Stay single forever. Hashtag 100-year-old virgin. You're 25. It's okay. You're take, young. Take the leap. Just just go up and randomly kiss somebody. No, no. <laughs> just run up and kiss Just somebody. ask your friend. Just be like, hey, do you think you and I could ever be more than what we are? I just say make out with them. Do it. Just run up and kiss them. <laughs> That's one way. Take a leap. Take the leap. I'm on, jump off the bridge. Go do Don't it. Don't be scared of the conversation. Yeah. You guys aren't going to lose your friendship by having that conversation. No, you won't. Can I suggest something? Please. Yes, Dad. I feel... <laughs> You're both so shy. I'm getting an idea that maybe you two have similar interests. Right. And if that's the case, maybe you buy two movie tickets to something and then you'd pull a thing like, oh my gosh, my friend just totally bailed on me and I got Love. this extra ticket. Would you want to go? Great idea. Because then it's like no pressure. It's no big deal. It seems spontaneous. And then you get... The idea, if he's interested, and if he says no, maybe he's really, really shy, but it could be kind of a spontaneous, organic way of doing something together. I that's, love that idea. That's actually pretty That's good. like the best idea ever. And then you just like slide your hand over, like, oh, sorry. No, expert. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Later. Hey. 
Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because... It's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.